This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, what a good goal! Mike Bar post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Comes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! time lucky thanks to the gremlins on the line oh it wouldn't be an evening recording without some kind of technical issue much like how the game played out today there was this loving familiarity of it all um but we prevailed in the end (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while terry i think mansfield was the last time um you were on the pod what have you been up to uh, well, for my sins, actually, not for my sins, it's not been bad at all. I've been uh, squatting at my in-law's house while while we uh, do some work in our own house. Those timings and 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 Wi-Fi, etc., have been working against me. And instead, I've been spending the last week coming up with a an intro that compares me and Anthony Grant and something to do with the fact that we were key players two seasons ago and now can't get in the team due to circumstances. But I'm too tired to make it work, really. Yeah, no, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think that's solid. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be. <laughs> I think it's going to be a, a slightly different vibe to the pod today because we are talking just minutes after Swindon secured a two-one win over Sutton. So we're just going to sort of just riff our way through that game. I'm, I'm still kind of recovering. I, I feel elated that we've won. I feel frustrated with how the game panned out. And relieved that what felt like an inevitable equaliser didn't come. But considering Sutton's 
recent form, a brilliant, brilliant win. Yeah, look, I think um, they've th- th- what they tried to do to a second half, or, or or say the last hour of that game, they have done to every team they've played this year and done it well. And today they didn't do it well enough to get something from the game. So, like it or not, it might not have been much fun to watch that second half. But when you boil it down, they've had three shots on target, one of them's a penalty. They they didn't really. It's all huff and puff and stupid, silly goalkeepers running fifty yards to take free kicks. But it's not. There's there's no quality there, was there? I mean, they didn't really put a sender under much pressure. And and the only the only hairy scary moments were were our own causing really, due to due to a couple of a couple of dodgy ten minute spells by individuals in our backline. I think as a team, particularly second half, we actually defended really really well under a lot of pressure and um you know they didn't really test Jojo they like I said penalty aside they've had two he's made two comfortable saves that's it and we've had eight nine shots on target we should have been out of sight we shouldn't be Jesus we should have been absolutely the game should have been dead after half an hour but when it's not they were always going to come back into it and you know we, we, we go home with with what I think will turn out to be one hell of a three points and Andrew Hall's reluctantly and almost apologetically said before the game even started that there was this feel of an FA Cup tie. And even as the game was playing out, I had sort of those midday on BBC on a Sunday in in November where Swindon are in complete control, take a two-goal lead, and then the commentary gets giddy with excitement because... The, the lesser team scores and then the rest of the game is just can the team expected to win cling on Sutton are doing really well this season don't get me wrong but it, it did reek of that the whole game yeah you, we don't want to come across as snobbish or too big for our boots but I mean everything about that first half an hour said complete mismatch um, and then it was just all about whether we can deal with them physically deal with their set pieces and um, Harry Buterman who in another life would be a PE teacher um, tucked, tucked away the penalty live on BBC Four or whatever they wherever they show these first round games, and and for 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 ten minutes there the shock was on. There was a lot of pressure on on the referee. There was a lot of pressure on our back three. But like I said, you boil it down. They didn't. I want to avoid saying they were pretty rubbish because they're obviously not. But they were pretty rubbish. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about the game. So we'll start with Swindon Town lineup. There were changes as we anticipated. Jojo Wallacott came back into the side. Um, at the back was Odomeo coming in for an injured Conroy was Baudry and Critchlow joining them. Wingbacks, Iandolo and Hunt. Johnny Williams came in into the centre of midfield with Louis Reed and Jack Payne in there. Also, McCurdy and Simpson were up front. So... I don't think there's any huge shocks other than Dion Conroy having to uh, sit out at this one and Gladwin seemingly not be able to do Saturday, Tuesdays. No major surprises there. No, I mean, it'd be interesting to hear from Ben Gladwin post-match. Uh, ben Gladwin? <laughs> ben Garner post-match. Read the prognosis for Conroy because he has been outstanding today. And in that middle half an hour where we were wobbling, we did miss him. He's so cool and collected and makes great decisions most of the time. We definitely missed him for a bit in there, but you know, let's just let's just hope it's a case of he's picked up a a, a niggle and he and he's back for Saturday. I mean, Gladwin Williams. Let's let's be clear, Gladwin hasn't been dropped. It's a rotation. I think right now it's it's either one of those two alongside Payne and Reed, isn't it? I mean, Payne and Reed are probably our two players in the season so far. Um, 
So one of Glavin or Williams is always going to play and the other one's always going to come on for him after an hour. That, that, that seems to be working quite nicely. I guess it was interesting to see Hunt keep his place, but I think given the way Sutton play on, certainly in retrospect, that was the right decision. Hunt, Hunt was really, really good. At second half, he was outstanding. Um, and I think he's probably just a bit safer and a bit a bit more switched on defensively than than uh, Kesla Hayden is at the moment. So I think yeah, you mean you can't really grumble with the with, with the team selection. Let's just hope hope Dion's back fit and and, and healthy for Saturday. Uh, because we did miss Dion today, didn't we? Oh boy, did we! I mean, look, it, <laughs> we're not going to scapegoat people. We won the game, and actually, and actually, Bodry was pretty good the last half an hour, but. That middle half, that middle thirty minutes, either side of half time, he he was wretched, and also I think we saw a drop off in Critchlow's performance tonight as well. And whether that's because it was unfamiliar playing alongside, playing alongside Baudry or not, who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, just before the penalty, he gets away with one. The penalty is a stonewall penalty. I have no idea what he's doing, and then very 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 soft foul given again given on him for Sutton's disallowed goal at the end of the first half as well. So, yeah, he really, really did look like a fish out of water for 20 or 30 minutes. What I will say is credit to him. He did get through it. And he was as good as as anybody else that last 20 minutes when our backs were against the wall. And and he did make two or three really, really vital interceptions and and crosses blocked, etc. But he just has this weird ability to just have 20 minutes a game where he can't he just can't do anything right um, and that very nearly that very nearly cost us tonight when Conroy's just so consistent and Bodry just doesn't give you that let's, let's go through the first half I've got I've got to say my memory is, as always is quite fuzzy especially immediately after the game I normally have to ponder it for a while but here we are um, probably not the best idea to do a podcast really is it but I, I felt the first exchanges were of course Swindon were dominant but I felt it was a little frantic and that we were passing the ball almost sort of not too quickly, but in a way that almost seemed panicked. It was way too end to end. We didn't have control of the game the yeah. first five or ten. So we looked very dangerous when we had the ball and we were we looked really dangerous in transition. But we we had no element of control, I think. And, and, and what I love about this team when they play well is that they're supremely calm and in control. And it probably took us 10 or 15 minutes to get to that point. And then when we, when we, I think, you know, Andrew Hawes and Phil Smith said on the, said on the, said on, on, on the comms, the game died a little bit. We didn't die. What happened is we just wrestled control of it. And that's when, that's when you start getting, getting the best out of that midfield three. And, and let's be clear that whether it's Gladwin or Johnny Williams alongside Reed and Payne, that, that centre three is just an absolute joke for this level. It's unbelievable. And, and they were, they, they were, after that first ten, they were just utterly outstanding for the next for the next period of the game, and we should have been out of sight, shouldn't we? We we really should have been out of sight. I mean, you've obviously you've got the read free free kick, which was an absolute screamer. You've got Harry McCurdy hitting the post when it looks easier to score. Um, two or three other chances where where you just we just think how, how have we not. I think when Ben Garner watches this back, I think the first half an hour, as much as we played really well, I think he'll be really, really frustrated with some of our execution. I think there was all, quite often there was one more pass on and we didn't take it. Now, it's not common for us to label this team as 
taking chances too early. Actually, we tend to label this team as overplaying. But today, I thought we were just a little bit, we just snatched at things a little bit. And there were a couple of times where Tyree Simpson was just in. He was just in and just nobody, nobody passed him the ball. And I think it's made me ponder a little bit about this McCurdy-Simpson front two. And I actually think it's getting more out of Harry McCurdy, but I think it's getting less out of Big Ty. I thought he was good in the first half, Tyrese. He, so did I. I thought he was outstanding. What I thought was interesting is that we thought today was all was, was going to be us losing a physical battle. But he did not lose a physical battle at all that first half. I just I just get frustrated that we... He makes a lot of runs and doesn't get the ball. <laughs> um, and and it, when it's McCurdy, he, McCurdy never plays, never passes. He will never. He will always look to use Tyrese as a def, as a decoy and take it on himself rather than slip Tyrese in. And I think I think at times that was quite frustrating today. Just in our just in our execution in the final third in that first half. And, if we'd have got two or three more moments correct, then we'd have been we'd have been four or five up, and, and the game would have been dead. As you mentioned, Louis Reed getting his first goal for Swindon, taking the steps back that indicate he is going to try and strike this. Up he comes, he curls it, and he scores. Bends it elegantly over the wall, dips late. The goalkeeper's motion. It's just lovely. It's one of those ones where, to be honest, I don't often get excited for free kicks in in that area because. You're almost like I'll oh, never score him. It's going to go way over, but could have placed it better. Yeah, I mean, I, the angle of obviously the camera was really weird. I didn't. It, it didn't look like it was going in at all, and he looked like he just sliced it. But I mean, yeah, what a finish! You know, the keeper, the keeper hasn't got a chance, has he? And um, he de- he deserved that. I think he was again. He was really really good first half, and I think unfortunately picking up that booking in the um, aftermath of the penalty sort of killed killed his performance a little bit he was not his usual self the first 15 of the second half and made complete sense to 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 take him off for, for Ryan East it means that we you know he was only one silly tackle or, or or one crossword or one free kick taking 10 seconds too long for to, to be sent off and must be out be without him on Saturday so smart management he was outstanding first half and and, and just yeah he he that, that goal is just just reward for for everything he's done so far this season, really, isn't it? He's been outstanding. It really is. And I really weirdly love the fact that Garner took him off because how many managers have we had where they've just gone, no, the key players, they stay on for as long and, you know, mistakes happen. And like you said, it was clear that it might get the better of him this game and bringing on East, who hasn't played that much. And he was fine when he came on. except Yeah, for one yeah, bit. He, yeah he was absolutely fine, wasn't he? I was going to say, yeah, Ryan East was absolutely fine, apart from that one bit where he got a nosebleed in the penalty area. And again, execution. Just, just slip, just slip, um, just slip JML in. He's in. Like it's a simple ten-yard pass down the side, and we've not taken it. Um, but yeah, back back to Reed. Like, obviously, you and I weren't there. A lot, a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the regular contributors to the podcast were there. And all the messages at halftime are like, Reed, Reed is one misstep away from a red card because he got done for descent and didn't stop. He did not stop going at the ref, even after the yellow card. So, yeah, I'm with you, Rich. I'm, I'm really glad to see Garner just take him off. And just, it doesn't matter how important you are. What's more important is that we win today. And we also we also have a our strongest 11 ready for Saturday. And, and, and we've done that. In terms of Johnny Williams... I thought, you know, he was really good today and 
the the goal sort of was the icing on the cake. And I think recently or before this game or bef- before the last couple, Johnny Williams has been all hype. You know, it's all been the fact that we got Johnny Williams. And today was the first time I've, I've seen Johnny Williams play enough. It's kind of like David Brent in the office where I'm just like, what are you doing here? What are you doing in League Two? Yeah, I think you're right. With Johnny Williams, it's a bit of a weird one. Like, I get what you mean. Like before today, it was almost like the idea of Johnny of us having Johnny Williams was better than us actually having Johnny Williams. If that makes sense, like he wasn't really doing anything, <laughs> but it was really cool to have him. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, right, it's amazing. We've got Johnny Williams. Okay, great. But what does that actually mean? Whereas today, he was, you know, he he was really really good. Um, I think I think you'll just we'll just see him rotate with Ben Gladwin. Neither of them are going to play forty five games a season. If they both play twenty five, that's fine by me. They'll both score five or six goals, and and they'll they'll rotate for each other on the hour mark, as I said earlier. So yeah, I mean, Johnny was outstanding. But what I will say is that we can't like there can't be this constant clamour for him to start or or fury when he doesn't, just because he he is a nice guy who was on a Netflix show and sometimes gets called up to the Wales squad. He like he he has to be it has to be meritocracy. And I think personally, Johnny Williams has got exactly the amount of minutes he deserves to have get got so far. He's not been hard done by we can't be fuming that he's not played more. The team are doing extraordinarily well and he has a role to play in that and he will rotate with Ben Gladwin and that's fine. And I'm sure it's fine with him and I'm sure he knew the deal when he came. But it's almost like this cult of celebrity where we think because it's Johnny Williams, he must play more. I mean, it's just, that's just not a thing. Yeah, I, I didn't get that far in the documentary, or I missed Johnny Williams's bit in in the Sunderland documentary. He just came across as a thoroughly nice guy, which was great. But like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the guys who support Wales on the pod that they say he's Wales hype man. You know, he's, he gets in the squad because you know. <laughs> vibe coordinator I think the phrase exactly. was and uh, it could it could be that way at Swindon but oh it was a sensational finish Williams trying to hunt around just outside the box goes for right for shot magnificent goal from Johnny Williams that is a strike yeah it was absolutely brilliant goal and, and like I said today was the first time where he's had forced 17 minutes a genuine impact on on the game for us and 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 it was brilliant to see let's hope we see more of it right it's, it's not, i'd never say it was a bad thing i just i just don't want us to be constantly clamoring for for him if he's not in the team like if he's not in the team there's a reason and he will rotate in and out and that's just the way it, let's just get behind whoever is in the team rather than rather than be angry that that your favorite netflix actor isn't how would you feel if swindon were on a netflix or a similar channel documentary uh i my affection towards swindon being in a netflix style documentary is directly proportionally related to how many minutes i'm on screen so if i am if i am the the face of the podcast and i'm on screen a lot i will like it a lot simple as that Brilliant. Um, yeah, we, we I'm very much open for the podcast being one of those uh, talking heads, but it definitely won't be me. But if that's you volunteering, Terry, when the time comes, then it's all yours and you'll have a great time doing it. Yeah, I think I think I think um, I mean, definitely Dan Hunt, Mr. Mr. Local, local media, Dan Hunt, he's going to be ahead of me, isn't he? And then 
you know. Joe's Joe Joe's plastered all over Ghanaian TV these days. I mean, I'm coming from a, I'm starting from nothing. Hey, and Joe proved Ghanaian TV correct on his JoJo analysis. <laughs> frankly, I mean, to be honest, the the, the guy that approached us um, from Ghanaian TV, he's very pro JoJo, um, just like we are. But he's been trying to he was trying to convince uh, fans of Ghana um, that JoJo was the right man, and so far so good. JoJo. Had a pretty quiet game, really, today. No major issues, a few kick in. I mean, it's pretty much like for like for Ward at the moment, I would say, from the last performance that Ward had. I guess the only thing you can say about Jojo tonight is he was there and did everything he was asked to do. And there, there was, that was it, really, wasn't it? I mean, Sutton's press was quite strange, and I think that affected his distribution a little bit. Um, his long distribution wasn't great, but I think. A lot of that is deliberate. A lot, of, I think, a lot of the time he's, you know, he's obviously being told to go wide with his distribution, and if you if you over if you over hit it, all you do is give away throw in twenty yards from their goal line, so it's not a problem at all. Rather than rather than it come back down the middle at you, so yeah, it, it was the right call to put him back in. He's he's an outstanding goalkeeper. We we know that, um, but yeah, nothing really much to say about him tonight, was there? No, he's just so calm. Yeah, that's why I like what I like about Jojo. You know, he just. He's not theatrical. He doesn't seem to be a shouter, but he just seems to be on top of it, which I find very reassuring. Yeah, I, the idea of Ward and Baudry in the same backline sort of terrifies me. Or like you can imagine them having like a drama off or something. Like who can who can, <laughs> who can make the most last ditch intervention possible? Whereas Dion and Jojo, like, but they're just so so controlled and calm, and maybe 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 sometimes too calm for for fans of a certain persuasion. But you know, like Jojo is just so in control, and and you just never panic with him. We he will make a rick, right? We he will mess up this season. Every goalkeeper this level is going to make a rick, he, and when you play football the way we play, it's definitely going to happen. But what you do is back Jojo knowing that A, it's going to be rare and B, it will not affect him. It will not affect him at all. We kind of gave the game a little bit of a curse in the, uh, in the, those strangers WhatsApp group, because I mean, it was only me and you that were mildly participating, just the occasional sort of noise of irritants or happiness. And it really, at that stage before the penalty, and so maybe a couple of minutes before the penalty was given, it just felt like we were going to just steamroll them. It just it should have been out of sight before the handball. Yeah, it should have been completely out of sight, shouldn't it? And then the first handball that's not given or given in our in, in our favour, that was almost that that was the turning point, right? It was so almost all of a sudden Sutton realised, well, hang on, if we if we do just land it on. The number six is head in the penalty area. Something will happen. So let's just keep doing that. Let's just do that more. Um, I think, um, you know, perhaps uh, before that, they were trying to go down the sides a little bit. And Odemeyer, who was absolutely brilliant, by the way, um, really just shut that right side down. They weren't getting any luck down the channels. And it was like that one free kick where where they, they, they dropped it on Baudry's head. Baudry appeared to handball it while also getting fouled got the free kick. It was just like a light bulb moment for Saturday, I think. And, and you know, five minutes later, they, they do exactly the same. Get the goal and and, and for the next 20, 30 minutes, their, their two centre forwards had Baudry on toast. Um, like I said, credit to him, he fought, he fought his way back into the game and was very good the last, the last period. 
Yeah, the, the last hour of the game was everything that we were told to expect from Sutton. I mean, like I said in the last pod, I hadn't done a huge amount of research, but anything that I had heard was pretty much what we saw. So they were pretty much by the book of, of Sutton United. What, what did you make of that? I mean, can they sustain this this good run playing that? Or they're surely going to be caught out, found out, I should say. I don't know whether they'll be found out, but what will happen is they will just they will just level off. I mean, it's, it, I guess, in a way, you know, obviously very very different type of football, but we saw it with, with we see it in the Prem sometimes when like teams like Sheffield United go up and or even Leeds last year. If you play in a unique way, irrelevant of what that unique way is, you can have a really really good start to the season because there is an element of surprise, of shock, of, of of something new happening. There aren't many teams. I mean, I've not seen a team play that direct for years. Most teams aren't going to be used to it, are they? So I think the first dozen, first, first 16 games, you, you can get a bit of momentum and you can steamroll the teams. But I would fully expect them to tail off hard as the season goes on. I really would, because... Teams will just learn learn how to do it and and scout them more and just 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 stop them doing what they're doing, um, and more importantly, figure out how to expose the weak their weaknesses a bit better, um, which which we did to do today in in spells. But yeah, they're going to tail off, aren't they? They have to. Because their defence was lousy. Yeah. Their centre-backs were not good. And it just, especially in the second half, and I know we had chances, McCurdy one-on-one, and we had the lob, and we, we, there were moments where we were running at them. And if we could just unlock that midfield, it, it would have been just, it would have been so comfortable because they were there. You could see they were rabbits in headlights, those centre-backs, but we just couldn't get through to them. I think the top six or seven in this, t- in this, in this division will just should just tear them apart. Really, if you're if they're at it and executing properly, you know, I think they've lost three to three or four times this season now. They've lost to us, they've lost to uh Forest Green as well, two of the better sides at this level. You would expect over time the top teams at this level should really be carving them open and creating so many goal scoring opportunities. I mean, Port Vale went down there on paper, it looks like a similar game to tonight, right? They were tuning up very early and 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 then and then. Sutton just bulldoze their way back into the game, and the ball bounces in the right in the right place at the right time, rather than the wrong place at the wrong time, which is what happened tonight. It's almost like John Sheridan pinball football or lottery football, isn't it? That we that, that, that we that we witnessed last year. Just they're getting their numbers are coming up a bit a bit more a bit more often than you would expect. They're still just playing percentages and 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 lottery football and. Over time, that will just trend off, and I'd be very surprised to see him finish top half this year. I mean, we saw that we saw them sort of trend off during the game because I think they had enough opportunities to get Buzanis to pump the ball in, and I think usually they probably get more success, and they just seemed out of options. It just seemed like, well, this normally works, and I think when the commentary guys were saying. This is, you know, falling flat, and it's it's because they'd run out of, you know, their, their game plan is one thing, and it wasn't working. I mean, Will Randall was, you know, doing us a favour for his uh, old club because, you know, he was not good today, was he? And uh, and that, it, it it just, I don't know. I, 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 they've done terrifically well, Sutton, but that was as two dimensional 
that that I've seen. It was like special teams NFL, just kick in and and see what happens. It's, it was crazy. It was just the over reliance on set pieces is extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, it, they don't even really use the long throw. All they do, all they do with the long throw is is get further down the pitch to try and win a free kick. And then today, their delivery from free kicks was really bad. So. If, it, if 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 when you have when you have one plan and one way of working and that one way of working relies on the ball dropping in the right area when it doesn't work it looks really 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 ugly and their set piece delivery especially from the left with Randall was was proper bad when it? it I mean some of them second half when when really they should have been really pushing us last 10 15 they had three or four on that on that wide left and they, they were all dreadful absolutely dreadful and we're talking really good places for free kicks to be put in as well. They weren't like hopeful. They were in all the places that a, a specialised sort of set piece team would want to cross the ball. It, yeah, it was just... absolutely. And but you say you say specialist set piece team. I just I just don't understand why they sent Pizanis back from that one that was thirty two yards out. I mean, let him have it. He's, he's the only one. Who, yeah. He's the only one who's put a good delivery all day. <laughs> <laughs> their centre half, their centre half just looked at him as if to say, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Like, it was very peculiar, very, very bizarre, very bizarre. I mean, did, did they win the league like that last year? Is that how they got up, or is this a sort of the only way we can compete is to do this approach? I don't know. I obviously didn't watch them at all last year. No, 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 same. But you know, it works for them. They've gone up into the football league. I mean, Sutton United, not a massive name, really. Uh, you know, big FA Cup shock in the eighties aside. You know, they, they, in my time of following football, they've not been big hitters in, in the conference and national league. And then they found themselves in the football league. So you know, massive respect for them. But oh man, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I would be happy watching that week in week out. But that's their choice. You know, fair play to them. Monka tackled Cantona. Cantona reacted strongly as a player must and won it back. But it was the afters. That's what all the fuss is about. Now, here goes Brian Hill. Over to the linesman on the far side. He's going to have a word with Jerry Lee. There's a card coming out. It's red. In terms of Swindon, who I mean, who who really did have the solid performances today? In your opinion, we'll get to man of the match in a minute. So hold off from man of the match. But who who are the maybe the the unsung heroes of this of this game? Well, I think I think you you called out Tyree Simpson first half. I think I'd definitely put him in as an unsung hero. I mean, I, I think he he seems to be really divisive among our fan base, but but I I love watching him. I think I think he's great, and I think he was great that first half in a in a really really big physical battle. Um, so I definitely would say he he was he was someone who had a very very good a good evening, even if second half it was more of a defensive shift than than anything else. Um, and then you know we we've highlighted. I think what I would do is highlight the left side as being a little bit suspect. I don't think Ellis had his best 45 first half, but it was much better second half. Critchlow. Critchlow's a funny one, isn't he? I mean, we were chatting about him on text the other day and, and, and the way I summed it up when I was when, when we were chatting is that I think about him too much. 
like he's too he's too present in my mind when I'm watching Swindon, and 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 I don't want my centre half to, to to be that way. Um, whereas and, and the complete opposite of that was the was was Odomeo on the right of, of that back three, and I think really really quietly, almost silently, Odomeo is having a very very good run at the moment. Um, and he is solid, isn't he? Like, there is just absolutely nothing. Like, there's no drama. There's never... He's never one step away from messing up. He's never one step away from glory either. He's just there and he's solid. And, and that's what I want at my centre-half. I, I couldn't be happier that you've you've mentioned Odomeo because he never gets talked about never. on this podcast. Never, never ever, ever does. <laughs> and we've we've... We've come to the conclusion it's because he, you know, he doesn't do anything wrong, but often he's not the standout performer, so he's doing everything just right, and maybe that's why he got man, uh, Player of the Year last year. But he just goes about his business. He's quiet, sort of off the pitch as well, so we don't hear him that much, and he just seems so reliable for a player who was just a Reading Academy released player when we picked him up. He's done really, really well. He he almost plays like he's got three hundred games under his belt, and yeah. Um, Look, I, I I quite like the sort of games with a bit of needle, and you know when when there's a big tackle, you know, Jack Payne and and Dion Dion's really good at this. They'll come storming over, and there'll be fingers wagging, and there'll be shit housing going on, and there'll be this and that. And <laughs> Adam I and Rob Hunt just sort of walk off to the other side of the pitch and have a have a little you know, tie their shoelace. It's almost, it's just too much hassle for them, isn't it? It's just like. Uh, you know, like whatever, I get on with it. Like it's, I'm just here to defend and, and and do my job and go home to my to my to my nice life and my newborn kid in Rob Hunt's um, Rob Hunt's case. I just and the, the two of them just tonight were just the absolute epitome of rock solid, absolutely rock solid. And we can't really say that for a lot of the other the the, the other um you know, defenders that we had out there tonight. They they were both absolutely brilliant. I think that really works for the balance of the team because, you know, we've got uh, personalities um, in McCurdy and McCurdy with Payne. Um, and then we've got these sort of defensive players who just, they're just all about the business. They're just, they get on with it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Completely works, doesn't it? I mean, you can't have, you can't have eight or nine um, big, big, big characters. You just, you do need steady eddies, just seven out of 10 guys um, who who just can, can be relied upon and, you know whether they're on the bench and coming on, or whether they're starting, or whatever. It doesn't matter. They're just they're just absolutely solid as a rock, dependable, happy-go-lucky, chilled guys who are just who are just just there and doing their job. And yeah, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't be happier for for, uh, for Mayer to get a little bit of limelight after tonight. Because I think I think since he's come into the team, we've gone to this three at the back. He really has been he he really has been brilliant. Well, given what we've just said there, it won't surprise you that Odomeo, from my from my initial glance, has got approximately no nominations for Man <laughs> of the Match. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, there'll be nods for Critchlow, Simpson, uh, Iandolo, the whole team, McCurdy, Payne, uh, Williams, uh, Harry McReady, um, to go through um, a joke from a few weeks back. But the overwhelming Man of the Match for this game is Rob Hunt from the from the listeners? So thank you for those who sent stuff in. Um, who do we give the man of the match award to? I've got to go into Odomeo. I think it's extraordinary, extraordinary that 
he he didn't get one mention. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call out people being wrong or right. It's all about opinions, right? But the idea that Critchlow got mentioned to man of the match, he wasn't bad, but he was way dodgier than AK. Like it's just 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 one of those things, isn't it? There's just something about him that makes him the Invisible Man, and and tonight I'm I'm really really glad that um, Rob Hunt's got a lot of love from the fans as well. I think that. Um, it's taken him a long time to sort of re- even begin to rekindle the relationship that he had with the club and with the fans from from eighteen months ago. And this little run in the team, I think, I think we're starting to see that. And then you know, the big dilemma is how do you get uh, Kesley Hayden back in the team, um, but or, or do you just not? You just we're playing very well and we're on a good run, so you just leave it. But yeah, fair play to Rob Hunt; he was outstanding, but Odomar is up. Odenmeyer was my man of the match, for sure. Yeah, maximum respect to Rob Hunt. As somebody who's been up since quarter to five this morning due to a uh, due to a development leap-ridden one-year-old, um, to go out and play professional football with, football with a newborn, <laughs> especially if they're anything like mine, is quite an achievement. Um, but he gets the fans' vote, listeners' vote. Akin Odomeo gets the podcast vote. There we go. Lovely. Right. So, I mean, isn't it funny that we scored two goals like that and have that attacking first 30 and it's a defender, it's two defenders that get the man of the match award. It just shows you what can happen, doesn't it? Yeah. Look, and I guess, I guess if it was, if we defended solidly for an hour and then turned it on for half an hour, we might be having a very, very different conversation, right? Yeah. Well, next up is Bradford. And um, we'll be doing a, a an episode of the presser for that. They lost again today at home to Hartlepool. I, I can't understand Bradford. I really can. I don't know what they do. Um, I know they're just known to have big attendances, but my goodness, they must have just nothing but holes in their feet for the amount of times they shoot themselves in it. It's such a crazy club. I would also like to point out that um, I was reading before today's game, if you look at Hartlepool's last 23 away league games, so the last season's worth of away games in the Football League, they've taken seven points. Wow. They are dreadful away from home. Absolutely horrible away from home. The fact that they've gone to Bradford and won is a really, really worrying sign for Bradford fans. Bradford also um, only drew Bristol Rovers at home on Saturday. So that's one point from two very, very winnable games. And it's just like, Bradford are just at real risk of being another Mansfield, aren't they? Just like, always hyped, never, never delivering. I mean, this must be their fifth, sixth season at this level in a row, at least. Um and they've not really ever had a sniff of, of of getting out of that. I mean, despite being pre-season favourites pretty much every every season of those five or six, they've been down here. So that said, you know, we don't have easy games against them and we don't tend to do very well up there. Um, so it'd be interesting to see to see what this this incarnation of, uh, of, of, of Bradford are like. But other than the fact they get big crowds at home, I don't see why we treat them any differently to any other mid-table team at this level. We should be... Really, really focused and aggressive, and 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 pushing to to write this this home form. I'm not going to call it an issue, but but this this home form itch, shall we say, we've got we've got to start scratching it because, as we all know, away away from home, we've got the best away record in the country. 
Yeah, given everything that we've just said, I'd like to congratulate Bradford on their victory against Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? If it happens, it happens. Like, we're, yeah, we're exactly. still, you know, we we are absolutely flying. What you know, uh, ten points from the last twelve. Um, we we absolutely no complaints from me whatsoever. We're playing mostly outstanding football. We have a collection of very likable, very, very good footballers. Um, and there are very, very few grounds for for complaint, I'd suggest. Uh, 12 points from safety. So, you know, happy days, right? Um, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't worry about safety. Alderman's gone, Thorpe are done. So just, just, it's done. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. Okay. Um, Stunfield really have started. Lads. No, it's, there's still plenty of, you know, older money even in the relegation right now. Carlisle, what's happening there? But uh, that's a conversation for a different day. I was going to ask you, you know, because it's been a little while since you've been on how how you think it's been going, but you've sort of answered that, haven't you? I think it's just going ruddy brilliantly. I mean, what I, the only thing I'll say is that I don't, understand why not more of our fans aren't more enthused by by it i mean maybe maybe it's just echo chambers and 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 i'm not on any social media anymore for for a whole variety of reasons but i do i do peruse the the stfc hashtag from time to time and a lot of the time it's just people moaning and i don't get it i don't get it at all i think i think we're having one hell of a season way beyond our expectations and we're playing really really good football um i love what ben what ben garner's doing i love listening to him and and yeah, like I said, absolutely zero complaints from me whatsoever. Yeah, I could be happier. That'll do, I reckon. Terry, thank you very much. All right, Rich. Nice one. Try the box to Monker. Good run by him, and now match goal. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy... Or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.